Welcome on into the podcast, Jay Catch, sitting alongside a friend of mine you got familiar with on Friday night, if you were listening to Friday night's edition. Um, we're hanging out at BYU once again, decided, hey, well, why not just recap the day, because um, we're both writing stories and having a good time, and we're sitting outside, right next, right next to the practice fields. If you hear a nice little hum in the background, it's the sprinklers on the practice field getting the grass all green. Sean Walker joins me once again. Mitch Harper, hopefully, will join us here in a minute. Sean, how are you, bud? You know, semel semel. I mean, I can I can tell you what I uh, in the three man uh, podcast co host race that is your new podcast here, Jay Catch. I think I'm beating out Mitch Harper in reps. <laughs> okay, Mitch Harper's not even getting reps anymore. We just we just xed him out of out of the reps completely. Uh, Mitch, come over here. Actually, let's have you sit right here. Uh, Mitch Harper just finishing up his his work, his stellar work on twenty four seven network. So. Always good to uh, get Mitch's thoughts on things. So Sean says that you are getting more reps than him in the three-man podcast hosting race. You know that that was strategic what I just did here because it was a uh, I was like Joe Critchlow just now. Am I am I out? Am I in? <laughs> don't read anything into the intro, guys. Don't, don't read don't, don't read, read anything any. into it. But yeah. uh, interesting day. That I think we can look at and say maybe this was the practice that was kind of a. Uh, a key turning point in BYU determining who their next quarterback is going to be. Yeah, let's recap this real quick. So we're out here at me- during the media portion of practice. We've got to watch, what, probably 40, 30 to 40 minutes of practice today. Um, and they have an 11-on-11 portion that no- media normally gets to watch, and we saw three quarterbacks get reps in that portion today. First was Tanner Mangum, number two was Zach Wilson, and then number three, it's not the name you're expecting, Jaron Hall, of all people. The true freshman off an LDS mission gets the reps. No Joe Critchlow, and that's what Mitch is talking about here. This could be a turning point here where we might um, have a almost a tipping point towards um, indicating who the next quarterback might be. But, of course, Jeff Grimes, when asked by the the venerable Jay Drew, hey, can we read anything into the fact that Joe Critchlow gets, got no reps? He says, don't read anything into that. I think people are going to read into he it. Was, he was kind of really quick to say don't read anything into that, too. Yes, he was. I, I mean, for what it's worth, I, if like if you really don't, I don't, I, I won't, I won't go there. I won't go. There. I, I mean, just if you really don't want people to read into it, I think usually the easiest way is like just say, oh yeah, it just happened, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the way that he started with don't read anything into it. He says we're working on a rotation. Mes- message boards are going to be a fire. I think with what this means, as they probably I, yeah. should, right? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't see how any way that it's not going to. Speculation is going to be going on, um, and who knows? Maybe maybe it is that Joe Critchell simply they just had the way the reps were divvied up. Maybe earlier on in practice, he got his reps and that was it. But I thought it was significant that in a three-man quarterback race that has been mentioned throughout the summer, we saw two of the quarterbacks and not one of them. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty significant. I mean, it should be noted that Critchell did get reps in seven-on-seven work, but still. Um, he wasn't in the team portion. When we say team portion, 11 on 11s, which is kind of the barometer, how we kind of get a feel for what the depth chart is kind of looking at, at least trends. They, they change things up. Like you see Isaiah Kafusi at, at bow linebacker mm-hmm. today, backup. So they, they change some little details into it. But at the quarterback spot, if it's truly a three-man race and it's even neck and neck, 
it seems strange to take away valuable reps uh, from Joe Critchlow away. And it was, it was again, it was Tanner Mangum, it was Zach Wilson, and then Jaron Hall, and then it cycled back through those three yep. once again. No Joe Critchlow at all, no Baylor Romney, who was kind of the fourth guy in the first couple days that we saw mm-hmm. in practice. So I think it's significant. I think it's notable, and, and I think that this is now suddenly becoming a two-man race, and, and I think it's the right two guys. Yeah, I, I would I would tend to agree with that. I, I thought that Tanner Mangum and Zach Wilson looked on point for the first few days that we've seen a practice, and I'm with you, Mitch. I think that it was the the, bal- the balance was tipping towards those two guys, and today might have really indicated that hey, it's finally starting to tip, and they're gonna they're gonna narrow it down to two, and it kind of lines up, I guess, because they said by the end of the second week, with, leading up to fall camp, they wanted to make a decision, so it lines up with the timeline here. It really does. It makes a lot of sense, and I think that. Uh, um, speaks to Zach Wilson and the addition that he's been to this BYU football program. I mean, where would they be without Zach Wilson? I think he's made everyone better uh, in that quarterback room. And, and I just think that his his skills, I mean, the anticipation throws that he made to Noke Lotalele over the middle today, he just made some great throws that you just usually don't see uh, from an 18-year-old kid. And maybe he's just the the new fancy toy and it seems so much more exciting than Tanner Mangum who was getting busted up against you know Portland State or struggling albeit against Portland State and losing to East Carolina and and going down against Fresno State so maybe that's where maybe getting enamored with Zach Wilson but uh, both quarterbacks I thought looked very good Tanner had a few balls that floated a little bit on him that would have probably been picked otherwise in a real game but uh, honestly I, I think that it's these two quarterbacks I think these are your top two yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you, Sean. You, you have any dissenting opinion on that on that take, or do you? I mean, I would I would caution a little bit, reading too much in, into what we're seeing out of media availability, because I mean, just like every other college uh, football program in the country, media media viewing portions are getting shorter and shorter. We're seeing mm-hmm. less and less um, of practice and actual what may be actual valuable work. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe Joe Critchlow was taking it easy for the last half hour practice yeah. because he was getting worked to death for the first hour and a half. I mean, that's entirely possible. And I don't want to necessarily say, like, Kalani Sitake and Jeff Grimes are throwing a red herring yeah. uh, in that regard. Um, but I, 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 don't, I don't know if you can necessarily read what's in the coaches' heads based off of 30 minutes of practice. Yeah. Um, that's all. Certainly, I, I do agree with you, Mitch, in that um, – it is entirely possible that things have been trending this way where, where Tanner Mangum and Zach Wilson are starting to separate themselves a little bit in this quarterback battle. Uh, but... Oh, come on. Let's have some overreaction. Again, it's, it's... Let's have some overreaction, it's, Sean. It's a half hour. Yeah, I have, I have a really... I have... Here's going to be... This is going to be crotchety old uh, veteran sports writer here in me. But I have a really hard time making too many assumptions based on uh, football practice. Practice... Yeah. Right, based on football practice, uh, based on the limited amount of time that we're able to see now versus ten or fifteen years ago when we could hang out on the sidelines and and yuck it up with you know, anybody, yeah. sit on Lavelle's golf cart, yeah, yeah. chat chat, chat with Roger French <laughs> while he was swearing at the offensive line or something like that. <laughs> True I mean, story. I, th- I just I I think that's kind of the the age of media that we're in. But go ahead and speculate. I mean, it's fine to speculate. It really doesn't hurt anybody to speculate. It's fine. Could the media like, be so, or the, the coaching staff be so diabolical, as our friend Jay Drew said, <laughs> that they're throwing us off the scent? They're hey. th- like, hey, the headlines, Arizona folks are going to look at this. They're probably keeping track of all the headlines. Oh, yeah. They're looking at this thing and, 
you know, Zach Wilson, do we need to zero in on Zach Wilson, Tanner Mangum, and have a total curveball thrown at him? I mean, who knows? Maybe are they that crazy? I just, again, still think every rep is so valuable. And we did see, I, I felt personally in my personal opinion that Tanner and Zach Wilson were the best two quarterbacks that we saw in the first two days of observation that it, it seems like it, it might not be um, a, a too crazy of a thought to think it's now a two-man race. But again, it, I mean, it's tough to completely say. I mean, Jeff Grimes did say, don't read too much into it. So we'll have and to see. Jeff's the guy when he says, don't read anything into it. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> he's just got a strong voice. He's one of those guys that you just respect. He commands authority. All right, guys, you really, you really don't want to, don't want to counter with him. Don't, you really don't want to argue no. with him because you get the feeling like I'm, I'm going to lose. This. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's not. In I'm, the be- I'm not saying. I mean, I, I do, I do agree. I, I do agree to an extent with all of these points. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time.